Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order podcast. Coming to you on a gorgeous night, actually, uh, here in Wisconsin. I believe I just let the dogs out before I came down here. Not, not like the Baja men. But um, a beautiful night out there. Uh, looked like it, the phone had said it was supposed to start raining, could get possibly ugly. Uh, maybe that's a little later in the night, but it was... It was pretty, I mean, it was, it tried to rain in about an hour ago, but gorgeous, gorgeous night. Beautiful day today. Uh, rained earlier this morning, but then cleared up around 2 o'clock. Mm. Week, uh, weather was pretty good. The latter, latter half of the week, uh, beginning of the week was still kind of meh, but I believe the warm temperatures are here, and uh, spring is actually going to be a thing now here in Wisconsin. Um. Uh, Getting started, wow, uh, May 1st, the music world lost a legend and one of its best voices and storytellers as Gordon Lightfoot passed away at the age of 84 in Toronto, Canada. Uh, Lightfoot is often referred to as Canada's greatest songwriter. He had a very recognizable voice and he sang about trains, rivers, highways, lovers, and loneliness. Lightfoot songs were recorded by renowned artists like Elvis Presley, Hank Williams Jr., Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Jim Croce, Olivia Newton-John, and many, many more. He kind of came came up in the got popular in the states in 1968. His song "Black Day in July," which was about the 1967 Detroit riots, that kind of gained him recognition here. Over the uh, course of his career, Gordon Lightfoot sold over 6 million albums, had great songs like If You Could Read My Mind, Carefree Highway, Sundown, which I used for this week's episode, which is one of my favorite Gordon Lightfoot songs, and The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which we talked about uh, some episodes ago and is Brandon's favorite song. Not really, but it's a great song. The uh, folk rock legend was recording and touring even uh, last year. He actually was pretty close to here in Rockford, Illinois. I believe it was last September, which is it, it's about 45 minutes from here. And I, I really contemplated going to see him just because I thought it would be cool, you know, it, to see somebody uh, of his stature. He, great songwriter, like I said. You know, his songs kind of told stories. And he, his lyrics were great, and I, you know, I just thought it'd be a cool night, older crowd, probably pretty chill, and just some good music. Looking back, I obviously wish I had, because um, you know that chance isn't going to come again. That's why you got to just do things sometimes, you know. And I think sometimes we overthink things and we don't just do it. Um, case in point, I, I would never do this, but uh, my daughter. It would have been Friday. Yeah, today's Saturday. My days are off, sorry. And uh, she went to see one of those dudes from BTS. I think his name's Suga or is it Suga or whatever. She camped in a tent. She already had the tickets. Their general mission, be on the floor. Um, They slept in a tent the night before to hold their place in line to be some of the first people into, I don't know if it was the United Center or wherever in Chicago, which that's scary to me. Like after she told me that, I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, she's an adult, but still, you know, 
Had she told me beforehand this is how she was doing it, I probably would have freaked out a little more. I found out after the fact, which sometimes, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, I guess. But, you know, then the other hand of me is like, yeah, you know, that's something she wanted to do. She She's living. She went out and did it, you know, paid for it all herself. Uh, I'm guessing it wasn't a cheap ticket. And sent me a picture uh, before the concert started. And she was is probably closer than I've ever been at any concert. I think the only concert where I would have been as close as she was was way back in the day when we saw Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson at Vanderbilt. And it was like a small show. But not to get sidetracked. Um, you know, Gordon Lightfoot gifted us a, a catalog of beautiful songs uh, and stories that will be played and celebrated for generations to come, hopefully. So, you know, if you're doing a little drinking tonight, if you're just chilling out by a, by a fire in this beautiful night, just looking at the stars, you want to listen to a little something to help you take the edge off and relax with a glass of bourbon, listen to some Gordon Lightfoot, let him take you away in the verses of any of his amazing songs. Uh, unfortunately, Gordon Lightfoot... Gone at 84. Godspeed. So here's to you, sir. And thank you for sharing your amazing talents with the world. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a huge fan. And it's a, it's, it, it's a tough loss. But, you know, time takes it all eventually, right? So today, uh, we got a late start on it. We have, like, this whole pergola and huge deck out in the backyard. Uh, a pergola sits on, like, this floating platform that we built and by floating i mean it's not attached to the house it's not anchored it just kind of sits on the ground it's kind of how you get around building permits and our lot is a hill you know so you go down and we have a privacy fence but it really doesn't give any privacy because the deck and the pergola sit at the top of the hill so we decided we you know in between the sun and the wind uh we decided we wanted to build a wall around it, a couple walls around it so we went and got some wood today and started working on it. And uh, to an extent, we probably underestimated the task. But actually, uh, we got one wall up today. Uh, I think tomorrow it'll go really quick. We didn't even get started till almost like 5 o'clock by the time, you know, we had errands to run. We had to go um, to Menards to get the wood. We had a rebate from buying something else. Menards likes to give you, for those of you who aren't familiar with Menards, it's like a Midwest Lowe's. And they have this thing where they give you like almost like an 11% rebate on anything you buy. Well, forever ago when I bought the paint sprayer and all the paint for down here in the Southern Comfort Zone, we uh, had all these rebates. So, it, you know, it kind of almost took like 50 bucks off our total purchase for our wood and uh we got out there t tonight and got after it it was a bit about dark when we came in i, ca I came in and took a shower sorry i'm tired i got up really early this morning uh not on purpose and uh ate some dinner watched the end of wwe backlash but uh we're gonna go out and finish the rest of it tomorrow i think tomorrow's supposed to be gorgeous after the rain i think it's only supposed to rain till like 9 a.m or something like that and I'll probably end up having to mow if the grass dries out, get the wall done, you know, do some laundry. But it's, we got some landscaping to do. I, I've talked now that the weather's turned, we're going to be able to get out there and pull some weeds. And we taught, we have this rock bed 
that we had plants on like paving stones that kind of sits next to the the whole pergola. We talked about turning that into raised garden beds, so it's a question of raking all the river rock out of there and placing them with their friends along the fence line at the bottom of the hill. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I hope everyone else enjoyed their weekend. Uh, our boy Luke ran a half marathon this weekend, and uh saw on social media he survived. I talked to him the other day, and he was talking about doing it. So uh, kudos to him for probably running more today than I've ran in my entire life. I was talking uh, a few weeks back. We're still t- just talking nonsense right now. This is one of those episodes, I think, where I'm just like, mm, yeah, whatever. And um, we were, I was. I don't know if I talked about building like a high boy kind of table here, down here behind the theater chairs we have. Well, we actually, my wife actually found uh, somebody who had built like their own little homemade bar on Facebook Marketplace. I never find anything on there. Kai is like the queen of finding stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Anyways, it's six foot, uh, six foot long, which is about perfect. Built very well. This some bitch was heavy as fuck. So much so that the way we put it in down here, you know, you have those support poles in your basement. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And um, we had to take the bar kind of apart to put the pole through it, like part of the support part, and then rebuilt it around it so that bar is staying here after we move and it it needs it came it was fully together i wanted to tweak it a little bit just to give it more of the feel and vibe of what we have going down here which is i don't know how many if i've ever posted a lot of pictures i think mostly just the alcohol portion and maybe those of you who follow us on social media have seen the whole podcast layout here where where i do my business but uh, it, it's a great space. Uh, I think we, we've had people here almost every weekend since we've got it done. And it's it's a cool place. Just chill out, listen to music, drink, uh, watch some sports, do whatever. You know, sometimes I come down here and take the edge off. When I've had a long day, not that I have too many of those anymore. But anyways... You know, once we get that done, we have like 10 bar stools, so this will give a place for people to sit, to take those bar stools that are just kind of floating around the whole area down here and put them at the bar there. And it's, you know, this is one of those things where every time I come down here, I'm just so pleased with how it turned out, you know, from just what I had envisioned in my head versus when that process was starting of what I thought I could actually accomplish because I'm not really good at handy kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I had a lot of help and this came, I'm, I love it down here. Like, you know, whether I'm down here, you know, it's nice when you have a group of people down here who enjoy it and they're like, Oh, this is cool. You know? And some people that, you know, when they come down for the first time, they're always like, wow. And, it's cool. Like if we ever leave, this will be, this will be very tough to leave. You know, eventually the plan is to go south, but like I, I will have to recreate something very close to this wherever I go, because this is just like my happy space, and I think it's cool too. You know, I like that Kai comes down here and enjoys it. You know, sometimes the dogs come down here to actually chill out, which is cool, but yeah, it kind of turned into my own little sanctuary. I think on. 
Saturday nights when I do the podcast, you know, and I get set up beforehand. I kind of just, you know, have myself a drink and sit here and think about what I'm going to say and so on and so forth. And if anyone's even going to bother to listen. But anyways, yeah, so, you know, I'll post pictures of that and we get it done for those of you who care. Those of my peeps will soon be sitting down here enjoying it. And yeah, we'll go from there. In other podcast news, uh, Bourbon Sessions, Volume 3, will be next Saturday. Me and Brandon and the boys will be down here, and um, we got something kind of cool planned we're going to try. Hopefully it doesn't blow up in our faces make us look silly, but uh, we have a great time doing it. Um, I, I, you know, I was, I was reluctant with the Bourbon Sessions at first, you know, because I didn't want to do one podcast as tough enough but i think in the way we do the bourbon sessions you know once a month uh, and so on and so forth it gives us an opportunity to kind of stay fresh stay relevant and kind of give our own take on the whole uh whiskey bourbon life that's kind of out there now and kind of you know it's kind of become trendy and it's not crazy thing i went into a local liquor store i don't want to drop names because you know i don't want to slam anybody but um, newer place, let's just say that. And they had, you know, some of the uh, Buffalo Trace line. They had a bottle of Buffalo, bottles of Buffalo Trace for seventy nine ninety nine. That's insane. There's a grocery store a few miles away selling them for like 35 bucks. You know, and Buffalo Trace should be anywhere from 26 to $40, depending on where you live and... I, you know, I guess they built, but I was, you know, and then there was, uh, they had Blanton's in there for $250. That's anywhere from 60 to 80 is what it should be. Eagle Rare was like 200 Um, What was the other one? There was no E.H. Taylor, which I was drinking the E.H. Taylor small batch again last night. Man, that that's a good drink. I really like it so much so that, like, I don't want to drink too much because God knows when I'm ever going to be able to get my hands on another bottle of it. That's the tough part, you know. I actually signed up for, um, I'm always looking at the, the Buffalo Trace Distillery Tours. They're actually free, but the issue is you can you have to sign up like a month in advance, and they fill up so stupid fast. But anyways, I, I just saw today when I was browsing at work, I had to work for a couple hours, and I had nothing to do because it was slow. And you could sign up in case people cancel. So I put myself on this waiting list. So Brandon, FYI, I signed up for like five or six different dates. If uh, maybe some people fall through, you and me are headed to Kentucky for a weekend. I think one of them might be a Monday. And I thought, oh, why, why not? Maybe someone's more than likely to cancel on a Monday than a Saturday. But yeah, I was like, man, I should go through every one of these dates and put myself on a waiting list. I mean, I'm sure there's thousands of people that do it, but looks like a really cool um, a place. There's actually, I was watching a vi video on TikTok. There's a guy, I believe his TikTok handle is like raffle worthy. Um, what his whole thing is, is they raffle off, they sell raffle tickets for high-end whiskeys and they pick a different charity each month. Uh, right now it's, it's, a, it's a dog sanctuary. I 
apologize. I don't remember what it, what it was. I thought it was cool because he was an advocate for pit bulls. And he had these different clips. You know, he has clips of himself tasting things and giving you recommendations on what, what you should pay for something in, you know, retail versus secondary market. Secondary market being if you're buying it from somebody or, you know, a lot of times your smaller mom and pop li liquor stores are sometimes a secondary market where they're not really getting them from distributors. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, he had these cool clips from what it looked like like a Buffalo Trace uh, distillery uh, documentary. It was, you know, one of the master distillers and founders or, I don't know, the guy who runs it now or whatever. And, I, you know, I'd asked him, I was like, is this like a full documentary I can watch somewhere? And he said the documentary is called Neat, like N-E-A-T, and it's on Tubi, which I believe is a free app. I was going to look on the Roku down here in the Southern Comfort Zone after I finish this just to download it, get it set up, maybe something I could chill out tomorrow evening and watch. But um, the, the little three-minute clips I saw a couple of, there was some really fascinating stuff. Uh, probably a lot of stuff. I'm going to watch the documentary, take some notes, and probably talk about it on uh, Bourbon Sessions Volume 3 next weekend, the night before Mother's Day. So make sure uh, you guys tune in for that. Uh, I'm really excited for that. But anyways, um, back to the script. So I don't know how many of you, everyone heard about, you know, we talked about the whole Bud Light fiasco, whatever. So after massive backlash, that they're still taking mud in the face for this. Profit losses, market share losses, pretty much all the bad publicity you could want outside of like a sex or pedo scandal. Uh, Bud, Bud Light is... Budweiser, Bud what Light, whatever. They're completely walking back the whole Dylan Mulvaney campaign. You know, it started when the ad exec responsible for the whole terrible idea took uh, personal leave, which eventually this person's just going to be let go, terminated. It's just they're not going to do it right under the fire because then they're going to face oh, the whole backlash from the woke community on that. But this person's as good as shit canned. Uh, you know, then they... Anheuser-Busch released these pro-America-style commercials featuring, featuring the traditional Clydesdales and beautiful landscapes and all the shit they used to do. You know, and then uh, it was reported that they'll be pouring millions into a series of new ad campaigns to try to resurrect their image and try to get good standing back with the uh, American beer drinker. You know, they had a spokesperson for the CEO who had said that the Mulvaney thing was uh, separate from their marketing department. The ad exec who had done this, it was kind of a one-off, something she just personally did. You know, it wasn't something the company had planned or talked about or something created or they were, you know, not trying to market differently. You know, and they just kind of, and who knows, you know, that's kind of when something blows up in their face, they kind of, everyone goes into, you know, what we always call CYA mode, which is cover your ass. And there's always going to be a fall guy or an scapegoat or whoever they're going to blame. You know, it's this ad exact right now. But if we're being honest, Bud Light, you know, Budweiser, they won't be the last person or company to die on this hill of wokeness. If we're being real, I mean, think about it. It's what's the day today? Uh, sorry. Oh, it's May 6th. So we're still in the beginning of May. Cinco de Mayo was yesterday. hope everyone enjoyed some uh, great tacos or Mexican food. Um, but yeah, I mean, May 6th, so we're, I don't know, three weeks away from Pride Month, June, I believe it's June, right? Yeah, it's not July. 
and you know where every corporation just vomits gayness and rainbows and all that and they're really just you know they're rolling out the rainbow carpets for everybody to show their wokeness or you know or they're not you know i i look at this and i'm like or, or will they cut back this year you know will some companies rethink how they approach the whole pride month thing because because of the bud backlash you know and if you look at it from a, a dollar standpoint pride doesn't generate a lot of revenue it it simply doesn't i mean even if every gay person or anyone associated with the long list of letters this year spent some money on Pride merch, it still really wouldn't be enough to move the needle for most companies because you're talking about a very small minority of people. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Those are just the numbers. You know, the pandering the corporations do, it's just kind of, I think it's kind of just something they do to keep their companies from being canceled or labeled as bigots or whatever by the insane lefties you know and and those words almost have little to no meaning anymore to i think a lot of us that live in reality just because there's they're so saturated you know it's like even calling someone people get called racist now over non-racist things or the actual racist person is screaming that everyone else is a racist and if you don't agree with something you know they automatically assume you hate it or you're, you know, they think words can be violence. And, you know, if you don't, if you have common sense laws, you're launching a genocide campaign. And it's, it's, it's stupid, you know, and I, I think it's unfortunate when you look at some words that they just, there's no integrity to, to, to how they're being used. But anyways, you know, on a whole, when going back to Pride and all that, almost all advertising anymore is just woke bullshit. You know, it's all people of color and commercials, biracial couples or kids or gays or whatever, which, whatever, I'm not offended by it. I just notice it. You know, it, it's, but it's, it's such a hug chase. You know, when we talk about hug chasing, I, I hug chasing annoys me. You know, and, and there's more hug chasing going on in the world than, you know, influencers or hug chasers. Uh, People that, you know, act out are hug chasers. But if anyone says that, I don't know. It's just like, if anyone calls them out on it being a hug chase, kind of like what I'm doing right now, you kind of get shit for it. You know, me, I don't care. I know I'm right. Um, you know, there's, I would say, prove me wrong, but, you know, like I was saying, hug chasing has taken over almost every aspect of society, you know, cause everyone, and there, there's a, there's a thin line of what I'm saying here. Everyone like feels entitled to being, to being made to feel special or to being told they're special, you know, it, and I think the fact that some people just can't, ex- I mean, some, some people just suck and that's okay. I mean, there's days and points in my life where I sucked. You know, I'm pretty fucking awesome right now, but, but I mean, if you don't have, you know, you, you can't have winners without losers. You can't have beautiful, beautiful people wouldn't be recognizable without ugly people. You know, it's, it's the way of the world, you know, as far as even the, 
success and work ethic. You know, if everyone was the same, you'd have twice as much trash and no one to take it out. But I think sometimes we have to, it, it, that's just life, you know. Sometimes it's not the end of the world if you suck or you're not good at anything or nobody likes you or no one thinks you're great. Or th that's, that's just life. And life is not fair. It's tough. You know, and ultimately it is what it is. You know, and we just have to accept these truths and move forward. It's not impossible. Not impossible at all. But, you know what is possible is me enjoying this nice, it, it's neat. You guys haven't heard. I've been drinking more of my whiskey neat. I feel like I'm enjoying it a lot more. There's more to savor. Maybe I'm becoming too pretentious. But I'm enjoying a nice glass of Jefferson's Oceans Voyage 28. It is a very small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. The cool thing about uh, Jefferson's Ocean, uh, it's aged at sea, which means they take the barrels, they put them on a bow of a ship, and I believe they're aged anywhere from three to five years. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading of it. And yeah, it says, blah, 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 blah. They're a relatively new distillery, which I didn't know. They actually started in like 1997. But yeah, they make their whiskey and then it's aged at seas. And they kind of let the ocean, kind of the tossing, turning of the ocean, mix the barrels, uh, creates a little something. It carries a, a heavy caramel flavor. It's very smooth. For something that's 90 proof, I mean, there's a lot of stuff over there that's 94, you know, 100, whatever. But uh, for 90 proof, this has, like, no heat to it at all. Mm. It's something you could drink every day. You know, if you're not drinking a full glass, maybe just, like, two fingers worth in your cup, glass, whatever. But, yeah, if you haven't... Uh, Try Jefferson's Ocean. I strongly recommend the Voyage 28. Actually, this is like a anywhere from like an $80 to $100 bottle. Around the holidays, I got this at Costco for like 60 bucks. At the time, I believe it was the most expensive bottle I owned when I was just starting to uh, collect things for down here. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's very smooth. Like I said, very, you know... There's a caramel oakiness to it. I don't want to go too deep into that because that's like, drink you know, drink whatever you want. There's people that, man, they love their Jim Beam. Me, I think Jim Beam, Jim Beam is piss water. You know, I don't like Jack Daniels. Um, everyone swore on that Evan Williams bottled and bond. Was not a fan at all. Not a fan at all. I was doing some reading on another um, Buffalo's. Trace Distillery has a very low price point uh, whiskey. It's called, I believe it's called Benchmark 8. Uh, I'm going to go out and try to find a bottle tomorrow. It looks like it sells anywhere from like $12 to $22, depending on the who, what, when, and where. Supposedly they're saying with, you know, the allocation issues with a lot of the very sought-after Buffalo Trace products that this could be like their next thing to blow up. And it may be just one of those things where everyone just starts talking about it, so everyone goes out and buys it. But I figured, you know, I, I've i been trying to do a little more due diligence and tasting and uh, research and 
you know, just trying to try it with, with some of the more cost-efficient bourbons as opposed to always trying to find the $100 bottle. I mean, that, you know, you get a $100 bottle. Well, I may not buy another bottle for a while because I don't want to spend a shit ton of money on whiskey. And there's a ton of whiskey down here. There's a lot of good stuff down here as it is. But, you know, I think there you don't have to spend $100 to get a great bottle. My Leaper's Fork for $85, that the amazing bottle. I love that, and I'm hoping whenever I run out of that, I can get more in Tennessee. I was very pleased with that bottle. I think the guys enjoyed that on the um, on the Bourbon Sessions Volume 2. You know, on, the, on that same episode, though, we had a $30 bottle of Walcott by Barton. And amazing, great liquor, too. Uh, you know, good bourbon, and I'll definitely pick up another one next time I'm at Total Wine in uh, Brookfield. But anyways, moving right along. I've gone 30 minutes here, and most of it's been off script and coherent. I don't know if you guys saw this the other day. I kind of caught this on one of the further down articles as far as uh, on ESPN or somebody, I don't know, SI. But uh, you guys remember that time there was like this virus with a 98% survival rate, and um, for the most part it was really only killing old people and people with compromised health and immune systems and then like big pharma the people who created said virus they kind of rushed out this vaccine to save you from the cold that already had a 98 percent survival rate and people kind of lined up to get it and there's probably still people lining up to get uh, boosted over and over and over again and all of a sudden there was like these cardiac related deaths or people just dying under less than normal circumstances and not like in the ID channel murder kind of way. And a bunch of us said that, uh, you know, existing research on said vax had showed that it often led to heart attacks, myocarditis in particular, and nothing that took it had actually survived more than five years. You know, so many deaths later uh, in the world and... You know, recognizable names, non-recognizable names. Um, Olympic gold medalist Tori Bowie, you can add her to the list. Bowie, 32, was found dead in her home in Florida after sheriffs performed a wellness check after no one had seen or heard from her for a couple days. Um, investigators from the scene said there was no sign of foul play and let's let's be real, perfectly healthy Olympic athletes often don't just drop dead, or do they? Um, biggest thing is, honestly, we'll never get any real truth from these deaths surrounding all these all these untimely deaths. You know, I was thinking about it when I was reading this article. To this day, there still has been no reason given for why Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin dropped dead on Monday Night Football and then was initially revived. The guy's done tons of TV, appeared, random games, the whole league wore T-shirts, yada, yada. But, like, if there was some kind of issue that maybe was there could be preventive measures done to keep this from happening again, you think that would be talked about, but it's kind of been swept under the rug. Like, I'm even curious next year when he – because he's been cleared to return to play – when he plays, if any like anything will be made of it, will it just kind of, you know, be on with the show and we'll wait for the next thing to happen that the, everyone can get on board for or whatever? 
But yeah, I was reading that article about Tory Boy, and I was like, wow, you know, I had kind of caught me crazy. I had kind of forgot about COVID. You know, I think every now and then I still see people with masks on in place, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're still doing that. So I don't, you know, even on the podcast, Brandon, I think Brandon or Sean referred to something as being BC, you know, before COVID. And we are a different world, I think, after that, unfortunately, you know, because of, I think because of things people allowed themselves to be told, what they chose to believe. Uh, We saw that fear is a very dominant thing with a lot of people in this country, and that's unfortunate. You know, I think if they drank more bourbon and thought more, they'd be uh, happier and they'd kind of see the world the way I do. Most days, anyway. Some days I just see it and go, but whatever. Anyways, that's all I got tonight, folks. Um, Like I said, Bourbon Sessions, Volume 3, next weekend. So tune in for that. Uh, Maybe it'll be a two-for-one. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the two podcasts in a night. Um, But I know the week after that, I'm going to Tennessee to see my favorite little cousin, Gracie, graduate. And... So I don't know if I'll do an episode there. Although I could. Maybe we get the whole gang together again like we did in Gatlinburg and do another episode. But as always, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and support. I couldn't do this without you guys listening or else I'd just be sitting here talking to myself and eventually they'd put me in the nut house. So um, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Get out, enjoy the weather. If it's warm where you are, if it's raining and whatever, Binge watch something cool on TV or just sit and listen to all my podcast episodes as you clean your house. Thanks and good night.